Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Kenz your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another For The Girl podcast episode. I'm Mac. I'm Ken. And we are so excited to be diving into today's episode with you. If you don't know anything about For The Girl and maybe you just stumbled upon this podcast, I just want to let you know, number one, we're so happy you're here. Number two, we are excited about speaking into your life, encouraging you in your season, and hopefully resourcing you to encounter Jesus in your everyday. We have an incredible episode today. Um, We're talking about childhood wounds, which can be a really heavy topic, but we have an amazing friend today, Tony Collier. We'll tell tell you a little bit about her later on in this episode, but um, she's going to bring the heat, the work the fire i'm Bring so the excited heat. about it but kens yes, something really Matt. exciting happened this week yes we launched a brand new study you guys you ah! have been waiting on the edge of your seats for this thing and let me tell you it is the best yet and i say that in full confidence it yes. just came out none of you guys have read it but i can tell you now proclaiming in the name of jesus that this <laughs> study is going to completely completely radically change your life you guys um it is powerful for those looking for some scripture going deep we got that for you for you for those looking for some funny stories we got that for you for those of you looking for a new daily devo this is the one yes for those of you wanting to lead a group or be a part of a group yes this is the perfect freaking study you guys yes. you just lucked out tell yes. us a little bit more about it mac okay so this study is called freedom looks good on you it has a super fun cover uh it's checkered with <laughs> some fun colors i got checkered nails oh, at the manicure place they are to match good. the book thank you um and we're really excited about it so why did we pick freedom why did we want to write a whole study on this topic in this study well number one i think that the interesting thing about freedom is that oftentimes we don't even know when we're not living in freedom. We don't Mm -hmm. even know when we're in chains to things of this world because we're almost numb to it and we're so used to it. Mm -hmm. And so each week of this book, each week of this study, we actually talk about what does it look like to get freedom from a specific thing in this world or a thing that like we don't even know we need freedom from. So it's things like freedom from rejection, ouch, rejection hurts. Mm -hmm. What does it look like to be set free from kind of that crushing, just like, feeling of rejection, freedom from comparison. That is so real. Freedom from perfection, freedom from shame, freedom from pride and freedom from half heartedness. So those are the six Mm. weeks of this study. And it is really, really powerful. Even if you're sitting here and you're like, I don't need freedom from comparison. I feel like after reading it and diving into Mm -hmm. the scripture and really sitting with the Lord, letting God sit your heart, search your heart, you'll see like, wow, there's actually pieces of my life that I've almost just been like living in bondage to this thing. I haven't been getting to live in the fullness of the joy and the freedom that Jesus offers. And, um, I love in scripture, it talks about like, it is for freedom that you have been set free. And that almost Mm -hmm. sounds too obvious. Like it is for freedom that you've been set free. Duh. Mm -hmm. But how many of us are not living in that freedom that Jesus offers us so fully. And so this study will help you to first off identify 
the places you're not living in freedom. And then secondly, allow you to go to Jesus to be able to step into that total freedom with him. It's so So powerful. It's so good. Like Ken said, tons of scripture. You're going to be diving into the word. Um, It's perfect for groups. We actually have a group guide um, that goes Mm -hmm. along with it that it is like, gather five or 10 girls together, go through this group. You will see some amazing, amazing Holy Spirit things begin to happen. And then it's also just super fun and interactive. If you struggle reading scripture, you find it to be boring or hard to understand. This is for you. I think you'll fall in love with scripture after this one. This is for you. You guys, you can find it anywhere all the time. Actually, no, you can't find it on Amazon or anything like that. (laughs) It's actually Actually, only in one place. You only got it one place. By that though, I meant you can find it on our website or through a link in our bio is what I was trying to say. For the girl, would you go to the link in the bio or would you go to the website? What kind of girl are you? Um, I don't know. Well, like there is no link in bio. We're on a podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, on Instagram, <laughs> though. Yeah. I, I, I don't a swipe up. <laughs> no, there's no swipe up. Sticker click. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. All I'm asking is, would you buy it on Instagram or will you buy it through For The Girl? I'll buy it on the website. <laughs> okay. www.forthegirl.com. There's no better way to do it. I was just curious. Honestly. Oh, OK. Gotcha. OK, this is yes. going to be so good. You guys, the book is so, so good. And yes. I'm so excited for everybody and to get in more there. exciting announcements. <gasps> Of ra- revolving Literally around freedom coming week. very soon. Ooh, I'm so excited. So check back honestly tomorrow. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you need to go follow us tomorrow. Like we're leveling now. up the gram. All right. Yeah, we're we leveling up the gram. I just noticed on our podcast screen, recording screen, that our names are spelled wrong. Gusty. <laughs> oh Gusty. no. It's Ken's. K E N Z, no E. And then Mac is M A C, no K. He doesn't even know us. He doesn't <laughs> even follow us on Instagram. Gusty. Do, oh my goodness. Do, what's our first name? Mackenzie. Oh, he knows us. Uh, he yeah. knows us well. Okay, okay guys. But today's we episode. We have an incredible episode. We yes. are talking about childhood wounds, and it is so powerful. You guys, what Tony has to share is going to. Yeah change so many of your lives, especially if this is yeah. something you've walked through yourself. So I'm really pumped to get into this conversation and hear from her. It's yeah. going to be incredible. And if you don't know who Tony is, we'll tell you a little bit about her real fast. So she and her husband are actually starting Hillsong Atlanta. So she is a pastor. She has an incredible organization called Broken Crayon Still Color. Uh, she's a speaker. I think she's writing a book. I feel like that's true. I might be spreading rumors, but I think that's actually very true. And she's just an incredible, incredible woman, someone she you're going to look up to and want to follow along with. So yes. let's get into our conversation with Tony. Okay, guys, I'm so excited to tell you about one of my favorite Christmas resources, and it is Elfster. Elfster is the best thing in the world when it comes to secret Santa gift exchanges. We do this every single year at the Delight HQ, our entire team. We use Elfster to draw names for our secret Santa. It's one of my favorite things. And Elfster is the number one secret Santa app in the world. You can create a free gift exchange to make gift giving 10 times easier. You just set the date and the budget and Elfster will take care of the rest. I mean, they even draw names for you. So no spoilers here. No surprises. You know that it's going to be an amazing gift exchange. It brings family and friends together no matter where they are. You can even do it virtually. You can add gifts to your wish list from all your favorite brands, including Amazon, Etsy, Nordstrom, Sephora, Zappos, 
clothes. If you need some new shoes, all you got to do is go to elfster.com or download the app. It makes it so easy to share your wish list with family and friends. Everybody gets the gift that they want this Christmas and you got to do it. So use Elster for your secret Santa gift exchange this Christmas season. Tony, we are so happy to have you on the podcast. I've been waiting for this day, so I'm so happy you're here (laughs) and we got to jump right in. I feel like this segment was made for you. So we do this segment on our podcast called three minute tea. We set a timer, you get three minutes and you got to share the tea, the actual tea on a topic. So we have two topics that we have pre-selected for you and you get to decide (laughs) which one, you know, depending on how how juicy you want to go, all the things. So, okay. okay. Are you ready for your topics? I'm ready. Okay. So either we want to hear the real story about how you and your husband met, or we want the behind the scenes look at what it's like to be a preacher's wife. (laughs) Cause I know that's like, I know you're a preacher yourself too, but like we want like the preacher's wife side of things, you know, like the for real, for real. Yeah. Dang, this sucks. Okay. I would do the latter. I would do the preacher's wife thing, but the former, the way Sam and I met and how we got married is pretty freaking juicy and not a lot of people know it. So I'm going for it. I'm so excited. Okay. Okay. Okay, This is going to be crazy. It's a little crazy. I'm about to tell all my business. (laughs) All my business. Right here on the, I'm just like, that. All right. So, okay. This is crazy. So when Sam and I met, I was married. Okay. But he didn't know. Okay. And a lot of people didn't know. Um, I was doing this consulting gig, helping this company start like a ministry program in Atlanta, like a church for young people. And I was doing the presentation for Sam and this like organization that they had brought in. And Sam was texting one of the guys and was like, who is this girl? And she's there. He's like, no, 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 bro. She's married. Like, leave her alone. <laughs> this is, it is what it is. Yeah. What okay. people didn't know is that I was separated, walking through a divorce. I was so ashamed. I hadn't told yeah. anyone for months and months and months. Um, and so I obviously didn't have a ring on all the things. And I was transitioning through an abusive marriage. And mm. so that was that. Sam was like, okay, I'm backing up. Sorry, the girl is married. Well, I end up getting my divorce finalized and just going on a journey of healing. And mm. Sam slides up in the DM. The DMs. Like, it went down in the I DMs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> slides up in it. And he's like, hey, I know that church thing didn't work out. You did that presentation. I told that company no, but... I just, man, I just, I know you've been through a lot, but I just, you know, I think it'd be cool if we just kind of maybe did a little lunch. And I'm like, first of all, I was like, no, I'm not down for the cause. I'm like, I've been through a marriage. I've been through a divorce. I'm healing. I've got a daughter. It's crazy. And he's like, hey, I get that. I want to respect your boundaries and all the good things. So then I end up telling my mom and my best friends, and they're like, you better go on a date with that man. You've been (laughs) out here in this crazy relationship. You better just go on a date, girl. You deserve a date. You never dated. So we end up going on a date, y'all. Sat there for five hours. Okay. Wow. It was so long. We had two different waitresses because one of our waitresses shift changed. <laughs> That's it was crazy. when you know. That's when you know. That's when you know. That's it's good. when you know you know. Good time. And three months later, we get eloped. Oh, you eloped? Oh Whoa. my goodness. No I way. Know. I would not recommend girls, okay? Really? But Okay, why not? We loved it. was crazy. <laughs> well, you know, I still had a lot of healing to do, girls, which we'll talk yeah, about here yes, in a second. Okay. 
Um, but I'm, I'm glad it happened, obviously, but I do think we would have slowed down and waited. Mm. Uh, but a lot of people don't know that. So we ended up doing like a marriage celebration later because our family and friends were really upset. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I'm wow. saying? It's, it's, so there where, you go, the where did you, uh, elope to? Okay. We went to Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is one of my favorite places ever in the world. Yes. It's beautiful. My, one of my favorite cities. I know it's so beautiful. I literally had this little white sundress on and Sam had no idea what was going on. So he has like <laughs> jeans and a hoodie on and we go to the courthouse. And we think we're gonna, I like, love it. Sign a paper. Oh, it is a real <laughs> solid hoodie. Okay. And it's not even like a full hoodie. It's like the one with the little short sleeve, no. like a short sleeve hoodie. A short oh, yeah. sleeve hoodie. <laughs> Oh, that's our timer. Oh, you were yes. actually being Family timed. Did you hear that? Oh, it's over. Oh, it's that's me. But yeah. wait, it's I want to hear more about the short sleeve hoodie. Like, are you serious? <laughs> Do you have photos? Please tell me you have framed photos of this I, in your house. I have a photo with him in the short sleeve hoodie. I surely do. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That oh, is good. amazing. Well, thank you for those juicy details. I also feel, <laughs> feel like that like really preempt our conversation yeah. for today. Oh, yeah. So Come that on. must it's have been good. intentional. So good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So uh, good. So amazing. Okay. Well, Tony, yes, we are talking to the girl who struggled with childhood wounds. And mm-hmm. um, we really just want to dig into this and really take it from yeah. even your experience, your your testimony in this and what you've walked through. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, would you just like even just start there of what your yeah. story has looked like? Absolutely. You know, what's what's really cool about when it's not that cool about childhood wounds is that you you not only see them and experience them in your childhood, but there's a reflection. It's like a mirror of yeah. what you experience and how you interface with people as an adult. Hmm. And so, you know, I feel like in this conversation, there's going to be a lot of back and forth because yeah. you've got Tony at 19, who's in college, twerking, popping, drinking, smoking, doing all the things. Hello, somebody um, unsaved. <laughs> And I've got a lot of like validation issues from my dad and Mm. growing up and I get married to this guy and move to a whole different state with him after three months of knowing him. It's fine, guys. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) Ended up not going to law school. And then it ended up being an abusive situation. Started Mm. with doors ripped off the hinges, holes punched in the walls to Mm. yelling, name calling, all the different things. And when I look back at that now, you've got 19 year old Tony Really, what I see is like eight-year-old Tony who wanted nothing more than for her dad to just be proud of her. Hmm. And my dad just couldn't give me that. He didn't raise he wasn't raised with a father that was affirming and comforting and nurturing. And my mom, unfortunately, was really sick growing up. And so in the third grade, at eight years old, my mom has a massive stroke and she's paralyzed on her left side and she ends up having panic attacks and seizures and her medical um, stability just down spiraled from there. Mm. She had a blood clot. She had lost her large intestines, surgery after surgery. Yeah. And so there I was as an eight year old, a nine year old, a 12 year old um, taking care of my mom. And so not having the nurturing and not having the attention that's needed. And my counselor now calls it parentified child syndrome. And it's mm. essentially when you just miss the natural progression of being a kid and being cared for by a parent. And it, you, t- you go into the, the season of caring for your parent too quickly. And, and so that's yeah. where I am. And, and I, it's funny because even now I have to remind myself 
that a lot of the ways that I act as an adult, a lot of the things that trigger me now Hmm. are deeply rooted from my childhood. It just is what it is. We cannot escape it. Those are our most formative years. Um, And so I love this topic. I love talking about looking back at our stories. We have a women's course and step two is story mapping. And it's all about going back into your childhood, even down to prenatal, even down to when you were in your mother's womb. Mm. Because what's interesting about us as women is that when we are just small tadpoles in our mom's womb, we have all the ovaries that we'll ever have, Hmm. which means that your mom was carrying you when she was being carried by her mother. And so every bit of trauma and pain and abuse and struggle and strife your grandmother went through as she was holding your mother. Hmm. You were there as wow. a little, a little yeah, egg. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, we we're born with those. We're born with our ovaries. We're born with all the eggs that we'll ever produce. Um, and so it's important to look all the way back into those things. And so, yeah, I'm pumped about having this conversation. It's what's about so to get good. deep, you know? Yes. Right? It's <laughs> so good. And you know, I think about this topic and I doubt that there are many women walking around right now who are like, I have undealt with childhood wounds. You know, I (laughs) think that's often something maybe we're not fully aware of. It's something that, you know, we suppress and we push aside. And like you said, Mm -hmm. it shows up, but we don't often make the connection to it. And so for you, was there like a moment in your life where maybe you're you were awake and your eyes were open to some of this like trauma from your past that was undealt with. And like, what was that kind of first step for you of like, okay, there is something from my past that I have been numbing or ignoring and I've got Mm -hmm. to face it. And what did that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So I was 24. Um, and all at the same time. So after being in an abusive marriage, having a little daughter, I worked at a, a church as a youth pastor, then a creative director, But as a creative director, I was sitting under really unhealthy leadership, spiritual abuse and manipulation. I mean, it was nutso. All at the same time came crumbling down. So it was like my marriage had ended. I decided that it was just unsafe and so toxic Hmm. for me and my daughter. My, I I finally kind of spoke out against my pastor and said, hey, like, this is really wrong. Okay. And and everything came, came crumbling down. All of my family lives in Texas. I was in Georgia. I'd moved there with this guy. And now I'm alone with this little girl trying to figure out my life and my job and my finances and everything. And I have the type of personality where it takes rock bottom for me to shift. I'm an all in or nothing type of girl. So it's like ride or die or you're dead to me. You know what I'm saying? And so that's like how my personality is with everything. So I have to work on kind of like the messy, complex middle. But when everything came crashing down, I really had to look at myself I mean, at the time, it was easy for me to be labeled and to receive the the label of victim because I had been in an abusive mm-hmm. marriage and I had been in an abusive church. And so mm-hmm. I could have just gone the victim route, said, man, I'm a victim to what this is. This is crazy. I need to restart my life. And then that's it. But instead, there was ownership I wanted to take. There was awareness I wanted to understand. And the reason why I wanted to do that is because when I really started looking over my life, Every single step, every single crazy relationship, losing my virginity at 13, drinking until I was drunk and blacking out, couldn't remember nights, smoking weed till I was high and couldn't feel the anxiety. Like it was all a pattern. I kept getting into abusive relationships. 
I kept experiencing burnout. I kept using drugs, bulimia, throwing up my food, all of these other things to suppress something. Mm. And I think it was in the moment where I was alone with my daughter, where it all manifested. Mm. And I, I took ownership that no, I didn't deserve abuse. Absolutely not. Yeah. But there's a pattern here. <laughs> and I needed to go down this journey to figure out how to stop the cycle of abuse. My mom was in an abusive marriage. It just was so clear that all of this was a pattern from my childhood. And even before I was even on this earth, carried down through my mother. And so I got my behind in a counseling office and sat down. And, you know, in those first couple of sessions, they're like, just tell me your life, paint the canvas. <laughs> and I did that. And afterwards, the counselor looks at me and says, I honestly can't believe you haven't already lost your mind. Hmm. I cannot believe it. it is surprising that you've been through all of this and you haven't already gone to, you know, a psych ward or checked yourself in because you've just gotten so overwhelmed. Hmm. And it was eye opening, man. And, and the truth is, it was up to me to go back and look at everything I'd been through and heal from each season, each moment, each time. It was my journey and I had to own it. And that was step one. Yeah. So, yeah. So good. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious of what just the process of healing has oh, looked God. like for you. <laughs> it might be <laughs> yeah. still in yeah. process. Process. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Okay. So first and foremost, you got counseling. So I yeah. went into counseling every week for two years straight. Mm -hmm. So because I had so much trauma, so we're talking about sexual abuse when I was in elementary and middle school by cousins. We're talking about, you know, choosing to have sex with a guy at 13 who was way older than me. So there was sexual manipulation there. Mm -hmm. You're talking about, I mean, drugs and alcohol and all this unprocessing spiritual abuse and manipulation now. I really needed some intense counseling yeah. and maybe about a year into counseling as we're trying to process all of this. And the first thing that we identified, honestly, was this deeply rooted longing for validation from my dad that I never got. And what that planted on the inside of me was insecurity. And as a Enneagram three, because insecurity shows up differently in everybody, hmm. but it's usually the root cause for pride and anger and people pleasing and burnout yeah. and all the things, overachieving all the things. As an Enneagram three, it, what, I, what happened to me was that I turned into people pleasing. So you know, little white lies, trying to make myself look better than what I am, never wanting to fail, failure being something that would just deeply crush me, which is why I stayed in an abusive situation for so long, because mm -hmm. I didn't want to have to say I chose the wrong person. I got in the wrong situation. And so you're, you're, it's, it's just cra crazy how much manifests, but yeah. also EMDR. So it's the eye desensitization movement therapy, mm -hmm. and essentially it's trauma treatment. And it's going back into those very traumatic moments and reconciling them. My counselor unpacks it as, you know, if our life were like a bookshelf and we're looking at our lives and the story of our lives from left to right, book to book, one by one, chapter by chapter, trauma is as if one book gets kind of pulled out of the shelf. Now, it's not completely out. It's still with the other books, but it's kind of out. So as you process through your story and all of your experiences, there's always this riff that you process through. It's why when someone says, hey, you did this wrong, instead of saying, oh, I'm so sorry, let me go fix that. 
it completely breaks you down. Anxiety comes, worry, fear comes. What's going to happen? Am I going to lose my job? What's going to happen? It's when, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when my husband Sam and I got together it was like, he'd be like, hey, I really didn't like the way you said it like that. I mean, it was like straight panic attack. I'm like, are you going to leave me? Are you going to abandon me? What does that mean? He's like, no, I just didn't like the way you said that. Okay. Um, And so going through trauma treatment essentially goes and pushes the book back in. Wow. And, And that's my own internal work, but also there's an external aspect here and it is your community. Mm -hmm. And as cliche and common as it sounds, your community defines who you are, who you have and who you are connected to externally shapes you internally. It just does. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. You know, if you disagree with that or not, it just does. It is what it is. And I had to learn how to identify toxic community, transition them to safer places and create boundaries for those that were toxic. Um, The church that I was at, my parents, even for a season, I had to create boundaries around because you cannot go and get healing from the places that broke you in the first place. Hmm. It just doesn't work like that. And so there were some people that I had to transition out still to this day. I can't go and hang out with my brother by ourselves because I'm probably going to end up smoking some weed. Okay. Can we just be real about that? All right. That's a temptation. Now, maybe I'm strong enough. I don't know. That's a boundary I put in place some years ago, but, Mm. but I just don't even go there. I'm like, you know what? I know I'm crazy. Okay. (laughs) You know, I'm on the news out here, but those are boundaries that we put in place. So those are two big, very pivotal things that I think I did for sure. That's so good. So good, Tony. I just love your realness about it all. And I don't know, just the willingness to do the hard work too. I think that's so incredible. And what what so many people need is just like, almost they need a Tony to be like, you can do this. And like, (laughs) let me drag your butt there and you got this. And one thing I love about you and that's been so fun to watch is like, it's so cool to think that that is in your past and the way that God is using you today is just mm. un it's like unremarkable. It's just unbelievable. So cool to watch because I think so often if you, if you have really hard things in your past, you often kind of cancel yourself out of the future in a lot of ways. And it's just like, yeah, there's no way God can use me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm too messed up. I have too dirty of a past. Yeah. There's no way. But what I love is like, you are, the exact example, like the shining example of what it looks like for God to take the most broken stories and redeem them in the most beautiful ways. And so Mm -hmm. I don't even know, like take me back to like those first moments where like, you know, you had been working through this trauma from your past and then opportunities begin to arise. Like the fruit of the hard work you have done begun to arise. And like, how did you feel and how did you like get the courage to believe that you could step into those things despite your past? Mm, That's so good. Um, I would say part of it's my personality. The other part um, was, was real gratitude and appreciation. My husband, was a major part of me getting back into ministry after yeah. I'd been so hurt by a church. I was very uncertain about the church. I was uncertain about ministry. I actually started working for Girl Scout corporate, helping mm. little Girl Scouts who were like inner city girls, impoverished, become Girl Scouts when they couldn't afford it. Like that's what I thought I was going to do, work for nonprofits. It's okay. I'm done with the church gig. Mm-hmm. My husband, I remember him telling me like, hey, I really think that you are called to do ministry. Like yeah. I know you think you're discounted and you've been through a divorce and you've got all this baggage, but I just, I just really believe that. 
And so he connected me with North Point Ministries. And I, I remember standing on a stage for the first time again back in the ministry uh, at North Point under the leadership of Andy Stanley. And it was just weird. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, y'all know. <laughs> I remember I was like, okay, y'all know I'm crazy. Like, okay, I've been through this, 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 mm-hmm. and that's like, yes, I'm healing. And I'm, you know, I'm in a new place and I'm way more whole now. But y'all know I have all of this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, come and do God's work. Mm-hmm. And it just wow. was the first time that I felt so seen and known through and through. And it's what Brene Brown says, you know, like we're imperfect and we're wired for struggle, but we're still worthy of love and belonging. But how much more does it mean to be worthy of love and belonging when you're imperfect and wired for struggle? Like when someone knows all your freaking mess and they're still just like, yeah, so. (laughs) And, And it was just the first reflection of God on earth that I had seen in a church setting, at least. And so I remember when I just fully walked into that and received it, I just like I knew it was God. It was an yeah. it was a new God, honestly, that I had experienced. I had, in the Catholic Church growing up, and in this other church that I was at, it you know there was this big mean God. Like you better get it right, you better do it this way. If you don't tithe, I'm not gonna bless you. Like it was crazy, okay. Mm-hmm. And but for the first time, I I found God's grace in a real tangible way. But the reason I think that this works for a personality type like me is because I am, my friends used to call me a Teletubby. Like I really do like, I'm like Care Bear styled kind of personality where I just honestly see the world in such on wonder and see heaven in such mm-hmm. on wonder. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I really do believe low key that <laughs> like Jesus heals like <laughs> physically. Yeah. Like I really do low-key believe, like kind of sorta. Like if I jumped off a building, I'm like, I think he'll let me fly. Just more <laughs> you know? like like yeah. like I really believe that. And I do have this very childlike personality and mm. view of God where I just believe in him so much. Hmm. And what that does, I think, is it reminds me that I am God's child, that I'm not this like grown up in the faith, amazing leader that has something to prove. I'm like, no, I'm a daughter. Mm, Like, I don't really care about anything else but running into my father's arms. Yeah. Like, I really do not. Like, can't, I mean, I'm like, Instagram shut down, bet. Like, it's all good. Let's just get to heaven. Like, I just, I don't have, I don't have anything else to look forward to but the arms of my father. And so I think gives me the freedom to just be who I am. Like, I just don't have anything to prove here on earth. Like, I'm just thinking heavenward. I got to get to heaven. I got to get to my father. Like, I just, oh my gosh, like, I get so emotional thinking about it. I want to, I mean, it's what Paul says or what David says in Psalm 27. It's like, I just want to like dwell in the house of the Lord and mm-hmm. gaze at his beauty. Like, that's what I'm going for. Wow. And I think it just, I don't know. I guess it just makes me like, oh, well, shoot. Like, I mean, it is what it is, family. Like, I am not asking to be on these stages. I am not asking to be on these podcasts. I am not asking for any of these opportunities ever. I'm not pursuing Mm -hmm. anything. I don't freaking know what the insights are. I can't, I don't even know what my little likes are and stuff like that. Companies reach out to me. They're like, hey, can you post this product? I'm like, honestly, I suck at it. I have literally an autoresponder that says, bro, I'm bad at this, okay? And I probably won't be able to honor your company because I don't know what the freak I'm doing. I just really love Jesus and I just want to be honest about who I am. 
That's so good. And that's it. Like, I don't really have anything else to offer. <laughs> that's, that's so amazing. So it's so refreshing, honestly, in yeah. a world that's like, just looks so different than that yeah. so what you said about like mm-hmm. I don't want to be like a grown-up in the faith I want to just be a daughter whoo that like gave me chills because yeah. I'm like that's oh. so good I think there's so many people were yeah. out there were like trying so hard yeah. to be something when God's like you're a daughter like that's all yeah. I ever asked you to be like run into my arms yeah. that's so good it gives yeah. me chills and the childlike faith mm-hmm. is just so powerful could you take a moment and just speak to the girl who maybe has mm-hmm. some like stuff in her past big or small and just like yeah. doesn't believe that God oh. can like redeem her story or if she feels Ooh. like it's always going to be attached to her it's going to stop mm. her from like her potential or purpose could you just like speak some belief oh. and faith into her spirit oh okay I may cry <laughs> but I already started tearing up a little bit when you were explaining that um okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna close my eyes and I'm just gonna <laughs> imagine little Tony. Mm. Uh, and I just would say, um, don't fall into the comparison trap. Mm. There's a pain comparison trap that lingers over our hearts where we look to our left and right. And we just say, Oh, but look at her story. Oh yeah. God's going to use her because she doesn't, she hasn't done that much or, Oh gosh, I mean, she's been through so much. At least she has a story and we get caught in this pain comparison trap. And I think it's just stunning that when Paul writes to the current church about what God says about weaknesses and brokenness and pasts, he says, God said to him, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you and my power is made perfect in weakness. Mm -hmm. And I just think that God is saying to you today, he's got a grace and it's sufficient for you. He doesn't address a crowd. I'm from Texas. He doesn't say, all oh, y'all, my grace is sufficient for all y'all. He says, <laughs> my grace is sufficient for you, daughter. Your story, your mess, your ratchetness, all your junk, mm-hmm. there's a grace and it's sufficient for you. But what's even more powerful is the second part of that scripture. It's our response to God saying that he has a grace and it's sufficient for us. And it is just, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power will rest on me. God does his best work in the darkness. He does his best work in the valleys because he gets the glory for all of our blemishes and our weaknesses and our past mistakes. And that's what he wants. Mm -hmm. He wants you to heal from everything that tried to break you and destroy you so that he can be known by the people that will be impacted by your story. So walk boldly in your weaknesses because we have a savior to put on the throne in front of the world. And that's what we get to do. Mm, So good. So good, Tony. Wow. I mean, so good. I hope that um, all the women listening just like felt that to their core, like felt that in the deepest places Mm. of their heart. And um, just like, that this is the moment. I feel like that's the thing. It's like, it can be mm-hmm. one podcast episode that like leads you to an yeah. encounter moment with Jesus where yeah. like you just admit and confess and get on your knees mm-hmm. and are like, God, I need your saving healing power in this moment. And I believe that God mm-hmm. is the only one that then can give us the strength and the courage to mm-hmm. go to community, to go to counseling, to, you know, enter into some of these things that sound hard and they seem like they're just forever away 
way, but like, I love just the so many moments of like, literally, uh, I think about the woman reaching out who had been suffering for 12 years and in an instant because of her faith, she was healed and that yes, sometimes God does things through the process, but sometimes he does things in an instant. And so I think yeah. like, this could be the moment for so many women and That's stop, right. turn off this podcast, go and like, get <laughs> on your knees. No. I love it so much. Go, go, and so, go. I love um, how you even to like close your eyes and you're just yeah. like, okay, Lord, I want to like see through this. Like he really can't be our safe place. And I know for mm. you, Tony too, like you've probably experienced that through like so many hard things and breaking moments yeah. like just to be able to look back at God and know that place to go back to is just a beautiful thing so. yeah so good so good you're the best okay Tony uh, oh wait you okay. what'd you have for us what were you saying I was just excited I was just like yes okay, yes I know <laughs> so all right we want to know what's happening in your world what's next for you what do our listeners need to know about I know you got a million things going on yeah. so we want to hear about it all the things y'all um I would say one of the things that as broken crowns we're, we're just trying to be really prayerful about in this season is how can we help the local church help women heal. That's good. Um, that's kind of like our prayer right now. And we've been focused just on more resources. We just released a devotional on anxiety and abuse. We're getting ready to release another one on depression. Mm. And we just really want to help more women. Hmm. Uh, there's so yeah. much going on in our world. And I, we have a church. My husband has planted Hillsong Atlanta. And I know what it feels like to be a church and to say, we're going to just point people to the source. Like that's what we're here for. The source that is Jesus. But the church oftentimes needs help, you know, with the resources. What does it look like tangibly for people to heal? And so our, our team has just been really prayerful about that. And we've committed to just praying for the next two months until the end of the year for God to just reveal to us how we can help more women heal and walk in this boldly. And so, yeah, I'm writing my book. I'm writing my first Yay. book. <laughs> Uh, with Harper Collins, very excited. We and said it in our that intro too. that you were writing a book, and we were like, we think <laughs> we're, we're pretty sure. <laughs> I'm glad we got yeah, that right. It's crazy. Oh, good, good, amazing. Wow. Yeah. You are the okay. best. Obviously, you guys got to go follow Tony on the gram. You um, got a lot of grams to follow. Honestly. I can't wait for the Sunday that I just happen to be in Atlanta, oh and I'm rolling Bro. up at church, and I'm gonna be like, Tony, I'm ready. <laughs> Listen, first of all, we we church out of a club. It's the best thing. There's a disco ball on top of the altar. Love it. Hello. Oh, yes. And it is just so pure and so beautiful. We mm. don't really follow a program. We try our best, but worship gets a hold of us. And it's just amazing. It's wow, really, really cool. I can I only imagine. Wow. We're going to have to show up one day. Literally. Can't well, wait. you're the best ever. Thank you so much for just going deep, Yay. sharing your story. There's so much power in your testimony. I can't wait for it to get in the ears of all of our gals, all of our For the Girl listeners. You're mm. amazing. And yeah, that's a wrap for today. Yay. Thanks, girls. 